Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and in this week's podcast, Dr. Gutstein talks about the importance of gesture in communicating with others. And what we're finding is, and I think it's true of all human beings, but especially um, for, for people with more processing vulnerabilities, um, is that the more that we can make uh, now learning uh, embodied in part of your body, um, the, the, the more effective it is and the more that you're going to be able to um, re-experience and, uh, and form real good episodic memory. Um, but there's a whole literature on, um, on gesture. Now, what we have to do is, is consider gesture is not just, there's two types of, uh, two thoughts of gesture. And one is gesture, communicative gesture, right? It's not just pointing, pointing is just, you know, uh, it's, it, there's been a fascination with pointing in the autism literature, but it's just, you know, we don't do a lot of pointing. We don't. After, you know. It'd be odd if we did. Uh, well, you know, at the second year of life, there's pointing, but after that, we don't do a lot of pointing. But, um, so I don't want to talk about that right now. That's a little bit of a different topic, it, you know, the development of experience sharing and how pointing is one of the first ways that we actually can share a common experience. But I want to talk about gesturing, what I'm doing now, but there's two types of gesturing. One is gesturing as a communication. And um, what we have find is that it's, it's very important to include gesture as part of working with communication and developing communication. And remember, it's not just, it's not this type of gesture, but it's also a way of pacing oneself in communication too. Right, and it's also a way of of um, of increasing the sense of relatedness between yourself and others. But what we want to think about is gesture, um, not as something you're going to teach. Because think about it this way: you know, first of all, culturally we use gesture in very different ways. But also, it's a form of improv. It's it's improvisational. It's not something like you would teach this, 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 this. You can start it out that way. In other words, communicationally, you can start out gesturing there, gesturing like this, right? Um, right? Uh, you know, faster, slower, pacing, right? Eventually, though, it's not so much that as it, it becomes improvisational, but you certainly can begin that way. So you can, you can use it for emphasis, right? You can use it for, um, you know, surprise, you can use it for, um, but one of the great ways of using it is engaging with people, right? And it's nice because it's something that is very powerful, but it's not, we're not very conscious of it either when we're using it or when we're, you know, involved in somebody else's gesture. But it's also very emotionally powerful. And what we find is the more that we move um, communication, let's talk about communication gesture and then we'll talk about self gesture. Then when we move communication gesture away from just words, right, into more of an embodied level, the more that 
it becomes experienced both by the person and by the other person as more authentic, as that more involving feelings. Um, more, you know, it's just a bunch of words there. The more it is felt sort of distancing, detached as well. So I think that um, one of the things we've been, we've been doing with our kids and, and in, in terms of developing more of um, uh, more authentic communication, if you will, some of these looks like we're still trying to get on here, is, is to start to practice gesture. As I said, you can start with simple frameworks like this, um, and then you can move to more complexity after a while. But it, it's also a lot of fun, and it makes you more aware. You can also use it now. There's a there's a hybrid form where you can use it not just to what you communicate to another person, bridging to them, but also as a way of pacing your own communication. So again, you can use it as a pace to slow yourself down. Right. You can also use it as a way to stop and think. Right. Um, but what we find is that it, it becomes a very powerful tool. You know, everybody in autism, there's such a focus on the eyes, which is really spooky, you know? Um, and you know, we don't worry about eye contact and eyes and, our, and what we do, because we get more than enough eye visual stuff. But what we don't get is this sort of dynamic quality of communication, right? Now, the key here is not to teach someone to, to like, interpret other people's gestures like what do they mean with it because it's, we're talking about something that's going on in an online dynamic process you're not going to sit there and interpret a gesture right so it's more of the flow of gesture something that's flowing but you can teach people to use gesture in a more initially more mindfully it has to, the mindful part has to fade out right it's not something you ever want to, you know one of the things that one of the problems of all these social interventions and personal interventions in autism is they um, they wind up using up all of your neural potential on sort of consciously trying to figure things out or do things. And the problem is, is that interpersonal encounters are not occurring on that conscious level. They're partially in terms of thinking about what you want to say or whatever, but what happens with people with autism is they're taught to like interpret cues, determine what they're going to think and what they're going to say, how they're going to say it, uses up everything in this sort of artificial digital um, not digital, but, but sort of artificial, you know, scripted um, procedural level, and the person is just worn out, you know? It's, it's, what we, it's what now is being called camouflaging, you know, sort of faking it and using up all the energy in this sort of procedural task-related you know, stuff. So there's no enjoyment, no motivation. People, you know, women with autism tend to do that a lot more than men, and they wind up with severe depression. Uh, because they get nothing out of these relationships. They're just basically surviving, and they're going to screw it up because you can't function that way. What, what's interesting about the you know, gesture in this way is not so much to worry about conscious interpretation, but it becomes a way of moving away just from sort of words, digital words, to more of an analog right, sense of flow, of the experience of flow. So when you're using it, your body, right, you tend more to move into an experiential state. When, when we're using your body, we tend to use that part of the brain that manages experiences. Many people with autism have been taught to use language as a task, as a performance-based measure. And so they wind up, you know, uh, really losing the sense of experience and sense of flow with other people. So it's really, a, it's really a fun thing to do. You don't want to do it initially. You do it 
later, you know, after, after with a bit more of a sophisticated, some is a bit more sophisticated, but you can watch people, if you, you might want to watch people with autism and see, uh, people you're working with and see at what point, you know, how much are they using gesture? And there's a cultural issue, but every culture uses gesture in different ways, right? So, you know, you adapt it to the culture that you're working with, right? Um, but there are universal things. So, you know, there's, there's a sense of connection. One of the things that's neat about gestures, right? Look how, look how you can use it, right, to, to build a bridge between people. Um, you know, you can use it, in a, but you can also you can use it for emphasis. Um, you can use it to sort of, wait a minute, <laughs> right? And it has a very nice, powerful impact, but it doesn't have, um, you know, an impact of off, it's not off-putting, right? Okay, pointing might be, but it's not off-putting. It, it's not odd or weird. And in fact, it's, it's very, um, what we find, it, you know, if you think about people who are very good at influencing, of course, public, you know, speakers, politicians, speakers, they know how to use gesture. They use it more deliberately, consciously, but it becomes automatic for them too, because we find that it's an enormous amplifier, hmm. right? And so, you know, autism is so focused on words. Um, the autism community, it's, it's obsessed with different things, you know, it's autistically obsessed with different things. But, um, but this is one of the great things that I think that you can do. You can play with it, right? You can have people playing with gesture in different ways and develop it more and make it more of an automatic, you know, habit. And you can use it analogically. You can show, you know, uh, we're not talking about sign language here. <laughs> you know, we're talking about, you know, there's no, there's no sign language, although it is, I mean, in a sense, right? it's an emphasis, it's an amplification. So, Right, and we can use it again for connecting. We can just use it in any way we want to. But I think to, to be, become aware that you have that freedom, you have that form, and how powerful it is, is something that everyone should know about, right? And people who are spending their lives like this, you know, um, and are not using it, are going to really, are really in a handicapped position. Um, and what happens in the brain is that it doesn't add more complexity to the brain. It actually relieves it because we're using different areas in the brain. We're, we're really emphasizing, we're activating more of the experience and part of the brain, which is what we want to do. So rather than adding more complexity, it actually takes burden off the brain. We don't have to do it all in words. <laughs> and it creates more of a flow between yourself and another person. You'll find that they'll, they'll be more, um, you know, more accepting, more enthusiastic to be with you. So that's some of the things that we think about gesture, um, and we think about it again differently from coining in the second year, but as a lifelong way of operating and communicating, I, I think it's something that everybody should be much more aware of. And thanks for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.